The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Show. I'm your host, Kat Victorino, and joining me today is one of our semi-regulars, Nathaniel James, and brand new to the show, Niner Beto. Welcome, Niner. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. We are super excited to have you on here, Beto. Um, I know Nat has been following your YouTube channel, and I'm going to go check it out later on. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about your podcast and your YouTube channel? Okay, well, I'm a content creator on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, my name is Niner Beto, a.k.a. Niner Sickness. You can find me on YouTube under Niner Sickness. You can find me on Facebook, my page and group, under Niner Sickness. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, under Niner Sickness 49, and, and IG, under Niner Sickness, and check out my podcast, I talk about 49ers, I, I give breaking news, analysis, and I also love talking to the viewers about our San Francisco 49ers and what's happening with the team. That's awesome. And now, do you do your show live, right? Yes. So you have that interaction with your viewers. Correct, yes. I post videos onto my uh, formats as well, but I like to go live and you know and interact with the fan base and talk with them. They They seem to love it. I love it. That's so cool. And he posts all the time his show on our on our page on Facebook. So be sure you check it out. I'm going to take my own advice. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. And I can highly highly recommend it. You know, it's a it's a great show. I, I you know, um, I, unfortunately, it's just trying to find times when you know, obviously, trying to catch up because obviously you're behind in terms of the time and everything, in, uh, and when it's early mornings or you know, really late at evening. It's a, uh, it's a great show to, to watch and yeah. Um, much, much respect for, for the, for the show as well. It's, it's a really good show to watch. So, uh, highly recommend it. <laughs> so what, now that Kat has shown the Niner empire that she has absolutely no clue about YouTube, why don't we talk about some 49er stuff? <laughs> Go. Well, okay. So we, we made it through the preseason can we talk about that Raider game and the, the first couple of drives where we were seeing Trey and Jimmy? I'm sorry. I dug that. That was too awesome. <laughs> Very interesting. The last time I seen something like that was back in the 70s with the Cowboys. So that was very interesting to see a one-two punch with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. I don't expect to be in that type of sequence in the regular season, but... It's definitely something that Kyle Shanahan is giving uh, notice to future uh, opponents, uh, defensive coordinators that are going to be facing us this year that you better be on your A game because uh, you need to um, really look at uh, Jimmy can, what Jimmy can do and what Trey Lance can do. So they're going to have to uh, game plan for both quarterbacks, not just one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a um, really fantastic game to watch. I know. Uh, all right, yeah. Arguably, it's a preseason game, isn't it? And I know that there was a lot of um, Raiders fans sort of saying that, well, you're not facing our, you know, you're facing our backups. Um, oh, yeah, we have to pull the excuses out. 
come on excuses or not these guys are competing i mean all right you know you're getting to i don't know how what what game it was for them you know and we were we were playing it was really good good football round um but yeah i i putting excuses in the way and, and, and you know, they're, they're still competing for a, for a part on the team and everything. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a great game to watch. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see a lot of um, situational football, um, especially with, with Trey Lance. I think, in my opinion, he, he is very much still developing, but it, it, it's going to be, um, it really be, it will be interesting to, to watch to see what happens kind of throughout the season. Well, it'd be interesting to see if Trey or Jimmy get alternated around just to shake things up, you know, like, like, you know, okay, we go through a quarter and a half and we don't score at all. And we're having trouble getting into the 20, you know, into the red zone. And, you know, maybe if we switch to the other quarterback and, and, see what they can do and maybe that ignites everybody and then just to keep that defense on their toes switch them back you know what I mean I just I think but you guys know me I dig the gimmick stuff and I think it would be a lot of fun I think it'd be highly entertaining I I agree (laughs) I I think more Kyle Shanahan is really going to be dictated by what the defense is giving what the defense is showing what kind of formation are the defense showing? Uh, are they blitzing more? Are they covering? Are they, what are they playing zone? Are they playing man? So it's really going to dictate where the linebackers are set up. Are the linebackers, uh, are they coming in, putting eight in the, in the front? Or are they going to be covering the back? So it's going to depend on what the defense shows, where Kyle Shanahan makes the decision of when to put in Trey uh, Lance and, and to be able to exploit that defense and uh, Kyle Shanahan loves to play chess. When everyone else is playing checkers, he is playing chess. And this guy's a brilliant mind. And I'm excited to see what he can finally do with a quarterback that is able to be mobile. He's been handicapped uh, since Jimmy got here and he's been limited to what he can do. Now, once Trey picks up the playbook and does what he needs to do, it's going to be fun football to watch uh, this year and years to come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and then we got through that game. We got through the roster cuts. We're down to our 53-man roster. We're adding people to the practice squad. Well, first off, guys, did Jimmy make the cut? (laughs) Barely, barely, but he made it. (laughs) Barely? Oh, okay. (laughs) He he had to call me, and I had to kind of console him. You had to talk him down? (laughs) It's okay, Jimmy. I'm still rooting for you, Jimmy. Hang in there, buddy. Hang in there. You're my Italian stallion. Hang in there. Absolutely. So seriously, were there any roster surprises for you guys? I mean, me me personally, I watched all the games, but the one person that did surprise me a little bit was maybe it was the fact that I, and I don't know whether he played in any of the other pre season games, but I was a bit like Jalen Hurd. I was thinking a few years ago when he played in that pre season game against the, I believe it was the Cowboys, he played really, really good football. And he was, 
you know, he was fresh, uh, from what I understand, he was fresh out of um, uh, college and everything. And he, he he played really, really, really well. And I could see, you know, he, he had some serious potential, but then obviously he got injured. And we had this, you know, replication. And then he, there was, well, I don't know how when it was, but I think it was two seasons straight where he wasn't playing and he was he was injured. Um, when I saw him play, I, I was quite, quite surprised um, in... in maybe it was the fact that he hadn't played for a while or he didn't really understand where to position himself correctly or but I'm sure I'm he didn't play with as much kind of potential and presence that I that I thought he had when he played you know a couple of years ago now all right you could argue that but he's had two years in a sense to to be in that sort of situation and even if he's whatever he's doing in in terms of his recovery I just thought that Really, I think he could have. I expected more from him in, in that in that last last game. I I don't know why, but I just think that was a surprise for me. To be honest, I, I was quite surprised that him making the the cut. I, I I don't know. I mean, you don't want to lose a a guy when he can play with with that amount of sort of standard. But I, yeah, I was I was quite surprised with regards to that. That was the biggest surprise for me, Jalen Hurd. So. Yeah, I don't know what your what your thoughts are, but about about him particularly, but that was mine. <laughs> Beto, how about for you? Um, yeah, I agree. It, it was a surprise that he made the team, but it was kind of a surprise, and then it wasn't. Uh, he is a no uh, third overall pick with the potential, and yes, he's been devastated with injuries. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to be on the field and. I don't care how much, um, how good you are and what you can provide. If you're not on the field to do so, you're ineffective. But uh, Kyle, Shal- Kyle Shanahan, excuse me, sees something in him, obviously that he likes, and he's able to. There are certain packages that he has strictly for him, Jalen Hurd, and we're going to find out this year. It looks like he's the healthiest he's ever been. He wasn't that convincing against the Raiders, but then again. I mean, the guy hasn't played. The last time he played was in the, the opener of 2019 preseason game against the Cowboys. And he hasn't played since. So we're going to have to wait and see. Hopefully the Niners made the right decision. Hopefully they uh, kept him and he, he'll be productive. But he definitely was a surprise to make the roster. Uh, I think uh, we could have gave it to another uh, uh, receiver or positional uh, player, but We'll have to wait and see, but he definitely brings an upside, uh, Nathaniel and Kat, that I'm excited to see what the Niners are going to do with him. If he's able to stay healthy, this offense is going to be crazy exciting. <laughs> and you've kind of got that kind of, uh, you know, I, I know that we've they've announced, obviously we, we know what the 53-man roster squad is and everything, but also River Craycraft, you know, he kind of, I'm sure, he, you know, we've signed him up to the... Um, the, the practice squad so we, we just you know we've really got that there's it's good you've kind of got that that backup and that situation because I thought he he did play some some good foot, football um also like Trent Sherfield I thought he was you know he did really really well um when he did that <laughs> that 80 yard uh, uh well it was an 80 yard pass um and, and catch to to you know go to the end zone and, and score a touchdown so yeah it, it is really it'll be really interesting to sort of see how how how, how he goes and where, where he goes in in terms of he's again guy that's got real um serious potential um but certainly 
in my opinion, didn't you know he deserved that that roster spot to to get you know to and obviously, I think a lot of the kind of the team have kind of warmed to him as well, haven't they? So. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I think our receiving cores, you know, we, 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 we've got quite a tight knit, strong sort of group. So hopefully, we'll just you know, we just need um, a few of the others to sort of step up. I was quite surprised because Brandon Ayuk didn't really do, but then I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, it will just uh, we, we we've only had you know this has been pre season, haven't we? We've really, we haven't got into the nitty, right. nitty gritty of football yet, so. <laughs> And, uh, We're not breaking down too much right now at this point, you know. Really hard to, it's really hard to decipher when it's preseason what the players are going to do, what they can do. How you know, people I've been hearing people telling me, "Oh, Trey Sermon didn't look good," and and preseason, I'm like, uh, "Do you guys remember the, this guy named Barry Sanders uh, that yeah. played for Detroit, uh, Hall of Famer? His, his first game, he was negative three yards in the preseason game, and we all know how it turned he turned out to be." Uh, so you can't really judge someone or focus on one in preseason. Absolutely. Preseason isn't a, a, an indicator of anything. I mean, how many times did the Jaguars go 4-0 in the preseason and end up 2-0, and you know? I remember the Detroit Lions, they went 4-0 uh, <laughs> a couple of years back, and then in the, in, the, in the preseason, they won all of them, and in the regular season, they went 0-16. Yes, exactly. That's telling you so much about preseason. Exactly. <laughs> But it's football and we love it, so we watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely got to get that fixed. So tell me, guys, um, we've lost Robert Sala, probably the most charismatic defensive coordinator we've had. Do you think we're going to see a regression in the defense this season? Go ahead, Nathaniel. No, to be to be in all fairness, no, I don't think so. I think you know you, you've got um, you know that guy that's sort of been in the background um, and and kind of he's been you know sort of there, hasn't he? But I mean, let, let's be honest. Look at our defense. I mean, defensively, our linebackers and defensive line very strong. Um, and you know, as I say. Um, I'm touching wood right now, but I don't want, you know, you've got to, com- <laughs> hopefully we don't have any serious um, injuries and no return touching of the wood, 2020. Touching wood, touching wood, but, touching wood. <laughs> but no, I, I seriously, I, I'm, I, I'm really, I think there's obviously some serious, you know, potential in terms of what, what we've got from a defensive standpoint. I think we're strong quite de- defensively. Um, yeah, all right, Salah. We know he wasn't going to be around forever because he, he, you know, he, from a production standpoint, defensively, he did really, really well. My only concern, and I've said it, is the secondary, which I, I had mentioned right at the start. Um, you know, start of this season, and I think that's something you know that obviously. Beto, you mentioned on on one of your um, YouTube channels as well, and it, yeah, thinking about it, I can really sort of see what you you know you you just worry that, that there's that almost in a sense that level of kind of inexperience um, at, at certain positions, and just it's not the, the the strongest. So 
it, it yeah it's going to be it'll be nice to sort of see I, I can't wait to get back to watching some proper football and sort of seeing you know you know you just want just want to get the proper players out there because we've not really seen the proper players have we we've not actually seen you know we've seen them for a few minutes possibly but <laughs> We've not seen Bosa, have we? We've not. We've not actually we saw seen the re- kill for a series. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly, and that that says it all, really. So, um, no, I, I, my my personal opinion, I don't think we're going to regress. I think we're still going to need to. I, I think we, we, there's obviously we, you've got to be a bit critical regarding you know, our team, and uh, my biggest criticism is that secondary, but. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, uh, Nathaniel. I think that uh, D'Amico Ryan's is really a, a great coach. I think uh, I, I expect a lot of great things from him. I mean, they're going to be running the same formation that uh, Robert Sala ran. I mean, it worked. The, the Y nine. Um, they're going to. The only difference that I see with D'Amico is that with Robert Sala, because of Richard Sherman, when we had him on the field, we ran a lot of zone coverage and with D'Amico Ryan's and now having uh Richard Sherman gone with uh Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley don't be surprised if we start running more in man coverage and uh because this Verrett can do it and so can Emmanuel Mosley they can cover very well there'll be still a lot of zone in there but they're, they're going to run a lot of man coverage as well and one of the things that I like about D'Amico Ryan's a little bit that he's going to do, he's going to run the same defensive scheme, but he's going to add a lot of little wrinkles. And one of the wrinkles that I think he's going to add is going to be blitzing. And I think he's going to use uh, Hufanga, the safety that we picked up. Uh, I know he's going to be used a lot in special teams, and I don't be surprised if they bring him in on certain blitz packages have him come in and just go straight like a bullet right to the quarterback. And uh, with that front four that we have putting pressure, and then you bring a blitz package. Now, with with uh, Robert Sala, they didn't blitz. He didn't blitz very often. He liked, he liked to uh, have the four guys go after the quarterback and have the seven go back and defend the field. With D'Amico Ryans, I, I expect to see more blitzing packages in there. And... Why not when you have a young kid like Hufanga they can hit that is fast and you can kind of shoot him out of a cannon towards a quarterback because it's going to be fun to, to watch this year. But I don't think it'll be a, a, a digression either. I think it'll be an improvement. I think he'll he'll struggle a little bit in the beginning, but once he gets his feet, you know, once he plays the, uh, the Detroit Lions, which is a great way to start, and then he plays Philadelphia, I think by the Green Bay Packer game, Guys, I think he'll be a little bit more comfortable in what he's doing, and I think he'll start taking off from there, in my opinion. Nice. Well, we are Steve Young days away from finding out, right? We are recording this eight Eight, days from the season opener. (laughs) You know, I had to throw Steve Young reference in there because I love that man. (laughs) All right, guys. You got to love the lefties. Absolutely. Southpaws all the way. Uh, So I want to know, you know, everybody's excited about Trey Lance, and and we should be. He's a talented young man, and he provided a lot of excitement during the preseason. But other than Trey Lance, what rookie are you excited to see on the playing field? Go on, go on, Bito. You can go. Okay. Think about it a bit longer. (laughs) I already have mine. 
the rookie that I'm excited to really, really watch is the kid from Ohio State, uh, Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, yes. Yeah, he. This guy is, is, is what he does is, is. I mean, the way he runs the ball, the cutting ability is amazing. I think this guy is going to be one heck of a running back for us, especially underneath Kyle Shanahan's scheme. Uh, adding Alex Mack to that center position is going to really, really uh, make that offensive line that much better, uh, adding that experience to the center position. And they're going to open up lanes. And a combination between him and Raheem Mostert, my goodness, uh, Raheem Mostert, the, the fast, quick, one one um, kick, and he's gone for 90 yards. Um, and then Trey, you got that Trey that is going to be pounding the ball in. And he can get away from the from the linebackers as well. So uh, one of the rookies, in my opinion, that I'm excited to watch, other than Trey Lance, it's his other Trey, which is Sermon. And I'm excited to see what he does, especially underneath Kyle Shanahan's uh, offense. It's going to be very exciting to watch. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nat? Well, I, I mean, personally, I, I'm I'm really excited about Trent Sherfield, and I know that you know. It, I, well, he's not a rookie, is he? So sorry. Let me no, let me start but that again. That's okay. But I, I think just in terms of what, but he, he's young. He's young, and he's <laughs> he's one of the first guys um, that that you know that will be just in terms of what he did in in the first game and and how he was. I think you know. He's got some serious potential um, and just being able to, you know, be, we, we need, really, we've needed a clutch, you know, sort of wide receiver. So uh, I think you could, you know, argue, I mean, I don't know how Sanu's going to do, but obviously you've got Debo and also, you know, we've also got Brandon Ayuk. But I, yeah, I think he, he's got real, you know, he's got potential and he, he seemed to be doing, he, he did quite well in picking up sort of um, Shanahan's scheme. So, yeah. Um terms of rookies um i i'm i'm gonna uh well <laughs> i like i like Karen banks because I, I thought you know in terms of offensive line he's a notre dame boy and yes i i know that <laughs> we, a certain uh guy that listens to this podcast will be like yes yeah so i it, it could, yeah, it, I, I think it'll be really interesting. He's gonna obviously he needs to take. It's gonna take a while for any of these guys to kind of get adjusted and everything. But yeah, I think that those those guys could. It could be really interesting in terms of you know we we've needed sort of we've almost had a little bit of instability in terms of that um, you know that that line and everything. So. Again, I think it's you know another guy that's going to be kind of coming in. He's he's big, isn't he? Six foot. Well, he's um he's six foot five, isn't he? So and big guy, and it just I can't wait to sort of see what what he what he brings to to that. And I think you know you think about what what these you know it's going to be we're going to be using a lot of kind of running plays and you know kind of having having guys kind of catching and everything else and going over so I, I just think it'll be really good to kind of have that um pass after catch as well so it, yeah it's just gonna yards after catch so it's going to be really a really interesting sort of time to watch sort of see you know what he does and how he kind of performs and everything but cat over to you what, what's your thoughts 
Oh, I'm with Beto. I'm my I. Oh yeah, Trey Sermon all the way. <laughs> yeah, like if, if if I may add real quick, Denominor uh, Nenor, uh, the the corner that we picked up from Oregon mm-hmm. in oh, the fifth and yeah. the fifth round. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really really starting to like the picks coming out of the fifth round. It's like if the Niners want to trade the first overall pick, go ahead. Second overall, <laughs> go ahead. Just don't trade the fifth round picks because you got George Kittle, you got Drake Greenlaw coming out of there. Now you have Hufanga. Now you have Lanier coming out of there. And now I know we drafted Avery Thomas out of Michigan in the third round, and that was the guy the Niners was really leaning towards uh, being that backup for Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett. But I told all the guys that were willing to listen to me. I list. I go listen. I like every Thomas, but I think he's going to struggle a little bit in the beginning to adapt to the NFL. He'll eventually start picking it up. But I go, keep an eye on the kid that we picked up from Morgan State out of the fifth round. A lot of people told me, oh, you're crazy. Avery Thomas would be better. And uh, so far, not to uh, hoot my own horn, but uh, DeArmor Nenor has really impressed me. And I think this kid will be special. Uh, in our um, secondary, uh, this guy's picking it up fast. I mean, he only gave up two completions uh, in the whole three games that he played in as a rookie. I know he's playing against second and third, but like you said, they're professional athletes trying to win jobs. And for this kid to come in on our secondary, learn our defensive schemes, and only give up two completions, and that was in the Raider game. He gave up zero against the Chargers and against Kansas City. So watch out for this kid. This kid's going to be uh, turning heads in the middle of the season. And I like DBs, especially when they give me a pick six. Oh, I know. I love those two. <laughs> those are the best ones, aren't they? Every time, I'm telling you. So we all know that social media, especially Niners Twitter, has gone, you know, dump Garoppolo, give us Lance, and have created this quarterback controversy that really is just a competition. And Kyle is kind of trolling the Twitter sphere, isn't he, by saying, you know, find out Sunday who's going to start. So that begs... I my my I bring this up only because my husband and I had a really interesting conversation I wanted to share with you guys and maybe we could kind of you know play with this a little bit. This is kind of our little dream world. We were saying if Kyle really wants to troll the Twittersphere, <laughs> get this on opening day, first snap, you put Kittle under center. This is my idea. Kittle under center, split Lance and Garoppolo out wide. <laughs> And then hand the ball off. (laughs) My husband came up with, no, 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 no. Three receivers set. Garoppolo, Lance, and Kittle. Now, remember, this is just the first snap, right? The very first play of the game after the kickoff. Garoppolo, Lance, and Kittle all split out wide. Most hurt under center. So that right there, you've got the ball being snapped to a running back. How the heck do you defend that? (laughs) <laughs> that, that that is that is hilarious extreme but hilarious yes but the, i mean the, is that not epic level trolling right there <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think kyle is really uh 
keeping hush hush on the quarterback is that he really, in my opinion, he's not too much about Twitter, but he's definitely trying to keep that coordinator over there in Detroit, um, trying to figure out who are they going to start. So they they got there. He's forcing them to game plan for both quarterbacks and not necessarily knowing who they're going to start. And I love that about Kyle. Kyle never uh, gives anybody a hint of what he's going to do. And I love when this regime came to the San Francisco 49ers, how one of the things they were able to kind of just take over was the leaks that were happening in the organization prior to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. So we don't know who's going to start. We know that it's either going to be 10 or 5 uh, playing. And I I expect to see both of them, honestly. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely for the for the Twitter and the fan base, too. But <laughs> definitely for the coordinator in Detroit trying to sit there and figure out who do, who's starting in San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, we had to have fun with that, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> you got to. You, you got to have fun. So we also have a very controversial discussion going on in the group right this minute. It's been going on for 24 hours. Martin Hughes, my buddy, had to had had to bring up this topic, and it's so very important. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> wow! <laughs> I fooled you, didn't I, Nat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking it was something else, to be honest. I, I was thinking, you know, I, I was thinking we, we were going to talk more about the the, the contra, a particular guy um, that, that, you know, that we, we really, you know, we do like, you know, he's one of the cast members on here as well. But, but, but yeah, I, I, you, had, you, had, you threw me there, actually, Kat. <laughs> I can hear it. I love it. He's stumbling all over the place, Kat. <laughs> My work here is done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but to go back to your your original question in, in my opinion i've um looked it up and you saw my response um i, I looked it up in the cambridge dictionary we pr- pronounce a sandwich as a sandwich you, you pronounce it as a sandwich um which is completely <laughs> hey wait a minute there <laughs> <laughs> which is a completely and to be honest i've i've had a lot of I've had sandwiches over here, and I've had sandwiches when when we went out and visited um, Lisa and uh, Levi, and uh, it was like uh, it wasn't a sandwich; it was something different. It wasn't. I mean, it w- definitely was a sandwich, but it was uh, on a different scale. So, from in my personal opinion, going back to that kind of that question and everything, my my opinion is that it, um, it's a hot dog is not it's not a sandwich because. A sandwich to me is two slices of bread with butter in the middle or filling in the middle with sort of like ham or, or cheese or, 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 or something cold. It's not a hot thing, but I mean... I we could... have hot sandwiches. Where have you been? Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you think about like, for instance, like with regards to, you know, like a burger or, you know, and, and everything else. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this Cat, what did you do? <laughs> I dropped him! <laughs> Poor Nate, you know he's he's uh, sinking over there. Help the poor man! He's going down, going down quick. Well, see now, I came back and said that it was a sandwich 
because I believe in America it's basically considered a sandwich. Just because that's how I, you know, that's how I've always thought. But then I, I too did a little Googling of my own <laughs> and someone had proposed that perhaps it's really a taco. Because a taco. the bread isn't, isn't separated, right? The bun isn't separated, right? So here's my opinion now after I've done my Google research, and I do uh, did the air quotes when I said Google, um, or research, excuse me. Um, so if the hot dog bun is still connected, it's a taco. If the hot dog bun is no longer connected to one another, it's a sandwich. So there we go. Problem solved. Wow. <laughs> mind blo- just mind-blowing. I'm, I'm just blown away with that. I'm like, a taco? Or what do you feel like having today? A taco or a sandwich? Well, I want a sandwich. Break the bread. <laughs> we cover the important topics here at the Frequency 49 show. So what happens even... if you slice the hot dog in half? Oh, wow. Then now you've gone to a whole nother level of sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> the insanity of this. <laughs> uh huh. We're insane. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> okay, so we had some fun there. I think we should probably talk about the season opener, huh? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I lion. <laughs> Hello, Detroit. How is you? Uh, so we are in Detroit on a Sunday, what, the 12th? Is it, or the, the 9th? 12th, yeah. The 12th, the 12th, 12th, yeah. Kick off. The 49ers currently lead the series against the Lions 38-28 to 1. Our last meeting was September 26th with the 49ers winning 30-27. to And this really, guys, is the tale of two teams. You've got one with a solid roster in the 49ers and one who is once again rebuilding. Not that we don't know anything about that. Uh, the Lions currently have a brand new head coach, Dan Campbell a brand new GM in Brad Holmes, and a brand new quarterback who we are pretty darn familiar with in Jared Goff. Uh, They also have three new wide receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown, Brashad Perriman, and Terrell Williams. So um, are we going 39-28 and one, guys? You want to go ahead and go first? You want me to go first there, Nate? <laughs> we got Sorry, a lot to unpack here. Come on. Nate's still uh, dealing with the sandwich situation. I, I am. Uh, yeah, I, I think you better take this. Too, I told you I'm I broke like, My mind's boggling at the moment, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, th- I, th- I think I'll uh, sort of see what your your view is and thoughts, and then um, yeah. <laughs> well, my my thing is this: I, if if I can call the 49ers and tell the Niners, listen, protect your kneecaps at all costs. Make sure your kneecaps are protected in this game. And if you guys don't know what I mean by that, if you guys watched the press conference of Campbell when he when he was introduced as head coach, that's what he said. He goes, I'm teaching my players to go and get after the kneecaps of all opposing teams. So uh, that's something the Niners need to protect themselves from. But uh, all seriously, um, the Lions are rebuilding the Ford. The Fords have been a terrible organization for years. Uh, they don't know what they're doing over there. They're always trying. You know, they got a new general manager and they got a new head coach. Let's see how that goes. But at the end of the day, we are facing a familiar foe and Goofy. And 
Goofy, you know, Goofy <laughs> is going to be Goofy no matter what. Now, he went from a better defense and running back to a worse running game and defense. So, um, Goofy's going to be all over the place running around with his head off his shoulders, and we're going to go after him, and it's going to be a long day for Goofy, I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't call him off. He's Goofy. That is such a. I've never heard that that expression with regards to golf. <laughs> I feel so terrible for laughing because my niece went to high school with him. <laughs> oh, so he, he loves Goofy. Him, so. <laughs> yeah, my my niece went to uh, Cal, uh, California with uh, Aaron Rodgers. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, which is he's better than Goofy. <laughs> You seen his face? I mean, come on. It's like, you know. Like, yeah. D four D four is healthy. You got you got Nick Bosa. Goofy's gonna I don't even think Goofy's gonna show up, man. I think he's gonna call in sick. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm calling sick today. I think I'm gonna sick go make me a sandwich. Uh, right. Anyway, in, in, in my serious opinion, regarding the, the the Lions, I mean, thinking about it, like really, I, I, I think they are going to be. I mean, they're on the rebuild, really, aren't they? I, I just think that they're sort of. I I, I really don't think this is going to be. I I I mean, we we had um. I, well, we've got the uh, pick uh, pick six now, haven't we? The, with, with which um, oh, who's who's organised it this year? Oh, sorry, yeah. Kat. Yeah, Kev, Kev. Kev Nalon has Kev. Um, organised it, so um, please do get involved in that. But just as I say, I, I put down as my lock in terms of thinking that, you know, and, and confirming that I, I believe that we, yeah, and but I, I really can't, we're just, we're, we're a better, better team than them, aren't we? And we've got more experience you know, in, in, in certain positions and everything. Detroit are, are rebuilding, so my my personal opinion is that I really can't see any issues why we can't beat beat this team. Um, all right, Goofy, you know he, he's new to that team and everything, but and he's going to have a new he's going to have sort of a, a new situation to. to I mean, he's going to have he's going to be familiar with us and everything because he's obviously played us um, twice a year for the last how many years? But I, I yeah, I can't really sort of see perceive there being really any sort of serious issues with regards to to, to Detroit um, I think it'll be you know I think we're going to be kind of we're, we're going we're, we're to be celebrating a victory Monday next week so yeah that's my opinion. My thing though is you know Detroit's been terrible for how long now I mean you know they've had flashes of brilliance we went through the same thing where we had flashes of brilliance in these really awful years but they seem to have been awful a lot longer (laughs) so I mean really it is a lock as long as our team doesn't overlook them you know what I mean as long as the coaching staff the players you know they go in and it's Detroit is on the board this is who we're against this is who we focus on and we'll be good but if the minute they start going oh it's Detroit that's a gimme 
that's where we get into trouble and so I just you know while it is a lock I, I really want to see some solid play from our team from the get-go you know I think if if they sputter early on or sputter throughout the game I, I it's going to be ugly in the Empire I think I don't think the fan base is going to be very happy yeah I you know to be honest with you uh, Nate and Kat if it would have been in the middle of the season uh, towards the end and the Niners are winning a lot of games there on a row I can see the Niners kind of overlooking the Detroit Lions, but the fact that it is the first game of the season, they've been anticipating a real game all off season. So it's going to be really uh, interesting to watch. I don't think the Niners or Kyle Shanahan is going to allow this team to overlook the very first game of the season. They're going to be razor focused in that game. It's going to be a slaughter um, the Niners going to go in there, and, and I'm not being biased. I'm just based on roster, uh, based yeah. on roster that they on don't the have. Talent, the, yeah. Yes, they don't, they have Sewell, their no, the number one draft pick, and that offensive line. So that should help them out. But that offensive line needs a lot of work still. And uh, defending a rotational D line of the San Francisco 49ers, which it, it is incredible within itself. The our D line this year. With all that uh, backup uh, D line that is going to be able to come in and be very productive, um, I just can't see the lines able to protect Goofy enough uh, from getting uh, sacked. So I definitely, and I'm not really, really concerned about the sacks. If they come, great, but it's going to be the pressures. And my thing is just watching D, uh, D Ford and um, Nick Bosa both start that game with uh, Javon Kinlaw and uh, DJ Jones or Eric Armstead in the middle. Uh, oh, my God. They're going to feed. They're going to feast on that Lions team. And, uh, yeah, they're gonna definitely going to go down. The only way they, the Niners lose is if they make mistakes, but which is possible. I mean, it's the first game of the year. But I, don't, I think they'll be focused in that game, and I don't think that a game will be close. Do we have score predictions? Mm. Score predictions. I'm going 30-10-49ers. 30-10-49. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm going uh, I'm going 37-17-49ers. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I think it will be, yeah, something in the region of probably 31 to uh 16 i think i i really don't don't think it's going to be a close scoring game um i think we're just as i say we'll see what happens um just hope that you know we get to the situation where we're you know we just can we'll kind of go into this game um with the same sort of enthusiasm uh mentality and i think they've just been having fun i mean Let's be honest. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> when, when was the last time? I mean, I've not known them to talk about something so silly, like a you know a hot dog and a, I, I mean <laughs> something like that. And that, that's really good. You know, that's really positive. I, I think they just need to talk about things that you know. It kind of reminded me because I, I was uh, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking. I remember that uh, I'm going back a few years, but when um, Joe Montana. Where's sort of um, when when he passed off 
prior to winning one one of the um, <laughs> prior to winning a Super Bowl ring, he, he kind of um, he picked out a particular um, actor, and um, I think it was Candy, wasn't it? He, John, he sort of John said, Candy, yes. John Candy. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, it's, it's John Candy. Look, look, guys, it's John Candy," and I <laughs> just like literally completely dis. They weren't even thinking about football, and it was mm-hmm. just like, and, and that's what you know. That's what you need, isn't it? You really do need, yeah. Uh, you that know, looseness. That yeah. looseness. Yeah. That you, know. you don't want to play. T- you don't want to play tight. You want to be uh-huh. able to 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 just have fun, and I think that's what Kyle Shanahan brings. I remember that I was. I got the privilege. I, I got pri- I got the privilege to be at all five 49er Super Bowls in person, so I was there. Uh, in that game, and I remember uh, seeing John Candy. Uh, there, I didn't know about the Joe Montana situation, obviously, until after the when he came out and said what he said. But I remember seeing John. He was like a couple of rows away from where I was sitting at, and uh, it was fun how Joe Montana brought that up in a two minute. They were in a two minute setup to trying to come back and win the game, and he was focusing more on John Cannon that he was on the defense of, you know, and that just shows the testament of playing loose, having fun. And the same thing with, with the guys now with the hot dog and the sandwich. Well, all I know is this D Ford and Nick Bosa are going to be the bun and Goofy's going to be the hot dog. And uh, we're going to wrap them up all day long. And you're going to have a, uh, uh, Javon Kinlaw and as the catch up and, uh, and, mi- and Mr. Um, Armstead has the mustard. Oh, crap. Uh, and if you like pickles, like here, co- here, here comes Fred Warner. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this has been the best show. <laughs> Have we covered everything, guys? I think we about to eat the whole hot dog, yes. We sure did. <laughs> I think Nate just swallowed the last bite. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up and look forward to the 12th when the Niners take on the the Detroit Lions in Detroit, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. UK time, correct, Nat? That's correct, yeah. Awesome. And it's on Ready. Game Pass, so we don't have to put up with the... Uh, with your the, well, friends. you know who are yeah my my sky friends. Um, <laughs> I don't even sense. know. I've never seen him, and yet I know exactly who you're talking you know who about. I'm on about. <laughs> well, since we're since we're behind you a little bit, Nate, I promise not to tell you the outcome of the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Andy Mitchell, Daryl Nils-Hanman, Deepak Gohill, Graham Ross, James Little, Jason Argo, Mark Lyon, Nathaniel James, Neil Jepson, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Ross Irwin, Simon Holdsworth, and Stephen Box for all the work they do on the show and in the group. My apologies if I missed anyone. And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. Well, a special thanks to Niner Beto from Niner Sickness for joining us today, and of course, my thanks to my friend Nathaniel James. I'm Cat Victor. Reno. We will catch you next time. Go Niners!